0: No, teenage Groot is learning to to drive, drive.
1: (laughs) and then adult Groot is holding the baby, and then Vin Diesel
0: has to sit in the back. (laughs) (laughs) No, Vin Diesel should be teaching Groot how to
2: drive.
0: He doesn't speak their language.
2: Welcome to another episode of We Explain Movies. I'm Kimmy.
1: I'm Kayleen. And I'm Courtney. And this is the podcast where three best friends submerge you in a cesspool of spoilers as we explain, rate slash review, and decide whether or not to see the latest and greatest or most beloved
0: classics of film. Since this is a cesspool of spoilers, we actually have a special treat for you today. Yay! We just saw Endgame for the third time And we're literally just going to talk about Endgame and how much we liked it on the third time, I (laughs) suppose.
1: Yeah. The
2: Endgame episode. It's a whole
1: mini-episode. We've never done this before. Coming to you fresh in L.A. Yes. Yeah, we're not from here. This is where we went today, though, because we went to the El Capitan Theater. Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. To see Uh, the costumes. Yeah, for a special
1: exhibit on costumes, for a free souvenir
0: bucket. That was underwhelming. For (laughs) for an
1: organ player to come and like serenade us before the show.
0: That was cool. Yeah, Honestly, the bucket
1: was just the most underwhelming part. The bucket was a huge disappointment. (laughs) Kayleen bought this like concessions package where we thought we were getting like a a metal souvenir tin. Especially because they had (laughs) those
0: to purchase at the normal concession stand we were like
1: those are the ones. Yes, and I was eyeing the one with Captain Marvel on it and instead they went, you're VIP? And we said yes. And they said, go right this way and we went to the saddest display <laughs> of just an old man going popcorn he didn't even go. check our
0: tickets he was like how many i was like three he's like here's your bucket
1: <laughs> and it was really sad get bucket. out of here <laughs> uh but that's okay because i mean just the rest of it was dope yeah from the from the beginning experience of seeing endgame in this theater it's a, it was a beautiful red curtain that all of a sudden these dancing lights were on and there was this big elaborate... It was like elaborate, World of Color. It was exactly like World of Color because Disney operates the El Capitan Theater. Um, and then it was like the curtain pulls away and there was this elaborate... Peacock
0: peacocks and
1: uh, uh, paper design and then that pulled away and there was the streamers and then the streamers pulled away and it was like a Hollywood skyline.
0: There were literally like five layers, and I made a joke like what if the TV like the screen is really small and really far away. Yeah,
1: because these layers just kept going as more and more. It was cool back. That was just a a super Mm -hmm. everyone was hyped, and uh, to start from the beginning. We were definitely in the theater with people who had not seen the movie yet. That's so fun, So fun.
2: The girl next to me goes, like, during the first couple minutes of the movie, and I was (laughs) like, oh, they haven't seen anything.
0: (laughs) So we're just going to, I think we're going to kick the spoilers off right now, so if you haven't seen Endgame, get the heck out of here. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye's family. Yeah. Dead. Dead. (laughs) (laughs) So when that happens, when he turns around, his daughter is dust, a bunch of people around us went, (gasps) and we were like, oh. A lot Dude, of people are seeing this oh for the dear. first
1: time. <laughs> yeah, and we're only putting out this episode because, like we said, it was our third time seeing it together, and it's been
0: a month. <laughs> yeah, we just mm-hmm. fe- we don't feel bad about spoiling things anymore. This
1: episode will be entirely labeled as Endgame, so you're only here if you want to hear our thoughts on it because now yeah. it's it's spoiler city. We're so just jazzed about this movie. Yeah. Every single
0: time we've seen it, we've gotten more and more excited. <laughs> yeah, and I so we we actually went to dinner. And we started to talk about Endgame and I was like, guys, I would like to stop because <laughs> if we're going to talk about it on the podcast, I want to save my thoughts. So yeah. we haven't talked about it. But one of the things that I think is so fun is that each time I've seen it, I've discovered new things. Of course. Or yeah. had new things to dwell on. Or geek think out about. Yeah. hmm And just from seeing a bunch of things on the internet, now there's just so many little things that I've noticed from other people pointing them out, and it's cool to get to see them in action today. And now that we've seen it three times especially, what moment is your favorite moment? Let's start
1: with that. What moment is your favorite moment? And I I
0: think we're probably going to overlap. I definitely have two favorite moments, but after seeing it a third time, I definitely have Mm. a number one favorite. Oh, you do have a number one? Mm -hmm. Do you know yours, Kimmy? Yeah, I have two. Oh, okay, cool. So I I'll think I might have two. like two or three. Okay. Okay. So
1: just starting right okay. off the bat. So, uh. <laughs> I like the whole do we wanna, movie. Do we want to play like a weird game where it's like, do you think yours comes at the beginning or the middle or the <laughs> end and go that way?
2: I mean, really? I mean, I, I, I've seen it three times as well. And even though I adore the whole movie, that last act. You're starting just, at the end. Then. I <laughs> know. It's like, I'm not going to say anything in detail, but just like that last act is killer. Yeah. Yes, like, there's not a moment, moment. after moment after yeah. moment I'm just like, wow, 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 whoa. It's <laughs> just like it's so epic. You <laughs> know? Which i got
1: to say the first time I saw it, I was nervous we were never going to get that. And I don't know how I could have mm, thought that. Mm-hmm. But with just the third act of Infinity War and that battle in Wakanda I just was like, you can't beat that. And then when, you know, we go through all of the time heist yeah. Where clearly it's, you know, the stakes are different. The stakes are... The danger is nowhere near present. We're just trying to prevent the danger. Yeah. I was like, I like that. I get what they're doing. But I was like, guess there's no third act final showdown. I like an idiot. I
0: didn't imagine that it would be like that. Yeah. yeah. And when it comes, it's so obvious. It's, it's like, so how obvious. did I not see it how coming? How did I not see Doctor Strange
1: opening up all those portals yeah. and mm-hmm. everyone I love stepping yeah. through? Yeah. Okay.
0: I have a guess that either we're all going to have similar favorite moments, or I think maybe, I think mine is probably pretty easy for you guys to get. I know, oh, what yeah, is. I know what is. Do you? But that's
1: I not like, yours,
2: Kimmy? Uh, it is one of mine. I feel like yeah. hers okay. has to do with
0: emotions,
2: uh, whereas course. mine doesn't. Okay,
1: yours has to do with emotions. That's me pointing to Kimmy. Yeah. Kayleen's, I think, has to do with fan service yep. excitement. <laughs> and mine has to do with women, so. <laughs> so I think we're all pretty, we can each talk about one of those. <laughs> Who wants to start? <laughs> let 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 Lee start because I know that the fan service in this movie
0: was so strong and yeah. so yeah. deserved, and so yeah, go for it. Years and mine I are just, gonna
2: cross over okay. for one. So
0: I just feel like after <laughs> 20 plus movies in this franchise, to hear him say "Avengers Assemble" <laughs> over the music of Alan Silvestri, it's just like I want to cry. So it's amazing. so beautiful, and because it's. Avengers, pause, Mjolnir, assemble. Yes, it's just mm-hmm. yes. when we already
1: got the Mjolnir moment, yeah. I'm just like, no, yeah.
2: no ah, he's holding it. Yes, I that's what it. I thought you were gonna yeah. pick. Actually, that when Cap finally gets Mjolnir. I thought you were gonna that's pick my that. second. That's just moment. like. That's so dope. Because the first time that I saw it, I thought that it was just Thor, like, trying to recover it from behind Thanos' back.
1: Oh, I saw it
0: go. I was like,
2: it's gone. Really? It's got I had no boy. idea that it was going to be Cap. Well, I didn't
0: think he was going to catch it. I was just like... I thought he was going to help in some way. Maybe, like, shield punch it back or something. But the Mm. fact that he catches it and it was so smooth, I was like... Such (laughs) a deserved
2: moment. And it's been teased for so long. And especially after the
1: moment of Thor already using Stormbreaker to bat it.
0: Yes! (laughs) (laughs) Like,
1: how... That's as dope as it gets until, oh, wait, is that Steve wielding the hammer? Never mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then is that Spider-Man riding the hammer? Like, this is, <laughs> and this is and the fact
0: that he's just like, hey, queens, and tosses yes. it to him. Mm-hmm. So sweet. But, yeah, so I guess I'll just say that, too. Like, that's, yeah, that encapsulates my whole, and Cap's not my favorite Avenger, Thor is, but the fact that he gets to use Thor's weapon and, mm-hmm. like, he's so... He's grown on me so much, Cap, throughout all these movies. I love him so dearly. Most definitely. They really
2: developed him well. Yeah. They know. do.
0: The fact that he said, you've got to be shitting me in this movie, it's like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've been says, waiting for
2: well, this. Well, even before that, he says, let's go get that son of a bitch. And I was like, yeah. we're yeah. like, yeah. Oh, and that was right. before in. the title card. Like, yeah. this is yeah. a different
1: Cap. True yeah. that. Yeah. So we're still in this favorite... Favorite moment. Favorite moment. Uh, Kimmy, do you want to go next?
2: Yeah, I have two because I already kind of said, like, when Cap wields Millionaire, that's just so awesome. So, like, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. Um, My second.
0: I knew it. I know. Yeah. It's so sweet. It's It's not like he's he's not upset that he has his hammer. Nope. Yeah. Because, you know what? It's because of character development. Like, Thor knows that that's not his only character strength anymore. Mm -hmm. He has strength without the hammer, so it's okay that Cap can wield it. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Um, So my second favorite moment, like, (laughs) major spoiler here, but... um, That's what this episode is. (laughs) That's what this episode is about. Just that last moment when Tony Stark finally has the gauntlet on and he Mm. says, I am Iron Man. Snap. It's a dope moment. I was just, like, from the beginning, you know, Iron Man to the end. It's like, I... And I had no idea what he was going to say. Yeah. And... Just, I was like, wow, they couldn't have picked like, a better thing for him to say at the last moment. It was mm-hmm. great. And um, just the, the cut of that scene with the flash the white is flash. so yeah. impactful yeah. for the audience. And then, um, y'all, my third favorite moment is kind of a marriage of two moments. It's kind of happening at the same time. But um, when Cap, old Cap, gives Sam the shield mm-hmm. and he passes the torch on to him and now we know that that's going to be the new Captain America and the kind of representation because of that. And then, uh, of course, his dance finally with Peggy. Yeah. I've seen it three times and it makes me just cry every time. It's like, finally, he finally gets that, to dance with
1: Peggy. Yeah, that <laughs> makes
0: me
2: emotional. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Which I think we'll talk about later and we talk about our other questions
0: that yeah. we wanted to answer.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, those are good ones. Yeah. These are really,
0: really sweet. Um, oh, I was going to say something about... Oh, just because I don't want to forget this, because it was just something during the movie where I was like, I'm going to say this snarky comment while we're not watching the movie. But when Thanos says I'm inevitable at the end, I'm like, you just fucking copied that from your past self. Like, he yeah, saw yeah. it on a video and was like, well, it'd be cool if I say this again. They're going to hear it again. <laughs> yes. Also,
1: Thanos just... The, I, I love... That they are fighting past Thanos, because that Thanos doesn't know. Yeah. He really doesn't. Mm-hmm. He he is so cocky. He's so much more and cocky. And him saying, uh, like, she's like, they didn't suspect a thing when Nebula says that, and he says, the arrogant never yeah. do. And then That's he you. says, go find me the stones, daughter. And she says, what will you do? And he says, wait. It's like, it's do like- you not <laughs> understand that, like, other Thanos... Had to work for years to get those yeah. stones, the amount of things you had to do. You haven't yeah. killed your daughter yet. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you you in a way earned those stones by killing the one you loved most. Yeah. And this version of you didn't do that, so you don't deserve the stones, if, and you just haven't yeah. you haven't been through what other Thanos has been through to say any of these things yeah. or to fight off any of these people. You're a failure. That's a really
2: good point. Yeah. I don't think that they could defeat Thanos unless they went back to past Thanos.
1: Exactly, yeah. they couldn't have, but also they couldn't have done it without Carol. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have done it without all of them being there together because he fought them 50% at a time. He I fought know. half of them on Titan, and then he comes back and he fights the other half in Wakanda. I mean, Wakanda yeah. definitely had more than half of them, yeah. but he brought his army there. He had a moon when he was on Titan. It's well, just it's
0: just that, you know, fighting yeah. them all like on Tony's property, it's going to be different. And <laughs> yeah. also just like, I'm thinking about it, Without Infinity War, this villain is so much less interesting. Just mm-hmm. the Thanos that we see in Endgame, which obviously he's still very interesting because we know him more than this, mm-hmm. but this version that we see in Endgame, like old Thanos who doesn't have nine more years of development or whatever. He's 2014 Thanos because he's yeah. coming
1: from the Guardians movie. Yeah. I'm
0: saying he he's like all the other Marvel villains, yeah, where yeah. it's like you're pretty one dimensional, whereas the Thanos we got in Infinity War has so much going for him, where when he yes. sees Gamora... And she says, what did it cost? And he says, everything. You feel that. And you're like, that's so upsetting. You are
1: not Vormir Thanos. You are not Thanos who has had Thor stab him in the chest. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You're not Thanos who snapped his fingers. That cost you so much. Mm -hmm. And you're not Thanos who snapped them twice, where you you destroyed your body. He was willing
0: to die for the cause. He was
1: willing to die for it. But this guy, I think in a way is, but he doesn't know what that means yeah. yet. He's willing to die in the way that anybody
0: is. Like, <laughs> I would die for that. And he it's was, like, But you
1: haven't even come close.
0: He just <laughs> wanted to sit in a chair. I'm like, you're not even going to help your daughter look. He's like, bring me the gauntlet. I'll be sitting here yeah. doing nothing.
2: Yeah. You know what else? It's like a really... um it's a really brilliant work of filmmaking because he's been established. they don't need to feature him as in-depth in in this movie. Which
1: is great. Um,
2: Because we don't have time
1: for it. Again, (laughs) Courtney seeing this the first time around, I was an idiot. (laughs) I was like, you know... They take him out in the first five minutes. Thor drops yes. off his head, and I was like, "Oh man, who's the villain now? We don't get a villain anymore. <laughs> I know, this me whole too. movie is going to be about them like rebuilding." Yeah. I'm stupid, but <laughs> 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 like I'm really glad that there was you know the yeah. time heist and that we get a past Thanos for them to fight. Because mm-hmm. can I talk about my favorite one? Yeah, go yeah, Thank you. Okay, because <laughs> we got sidetracked, but. Um, so my favorite moments, it it would definitely be like 3 and they are all related to the women of the the MCU. Cool, um uh, huh? my first one is just going to be uh, Scarlet Witch is my favorite Avenger who's not one of the OG 6. Mm-hmm. I think she is the strongest Avenger because she held off on Thanos the longest amount of time when she was also, doing something else. She was multitasking, in killing an in infinity war, killing the love of her life yeah. while holding off a five stone Thanos yeah. with one hand. And, and she just... in this
0: movie, the only reason that she gets not yes, defeated. I'm but, getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so, in this one, um, just her.
1: Her line of, you took everything from me, and him saying, I don't even know who you are. Like, that's great, because, yeah, that Thanos doesn't know anything. And so that's what makes him cocky, and that's what makes her, like, I love the moment of her underneath his double-edged sword, smiling, because she knows she can break it in half, and he thinks he's got her, and she's like, I'm not even started yet. And then she rips his sword in half, throws it across the field... And then starts pulling him apart bit by bit. Like she's stretching him out so she's all like of his having armor a good time is breaking. She's loving every second of it. And yes, the only reason she is unable to continue fighting him is because he decides to fire every weapon he mm-hmm. has, killing his own people to yeah. take out one girl. Yeah. And that's They're like, so but dumb. our
0: soldiers. He's like, I don't give a fuck about your soldiers. He's like, look at this girl, has red eyes. Like, get her away from yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so me.
1: that leads us to my other favorite moment of Captain Marvel destroying the ship. But also, like, a, a better Captain Marvel moment, I think, is when she's holding open his gauntlet uh-huh. and he headbutts her. Oh. She doesn't even flinch. I know. She doesn't the best. blink. I remember and he's like,
2: these women, Like, what do I do with them? When we saw it for the first time, we went premiere night yeah. um, uh, to see it, and I we had such a lovely audience, as we talked best. about in another podcast, but mm-hmm. when that part happened, when he headbutts her... And, and no one expected no it. No, everybody awesome. literally everybody in the audience goes ooh
0: And she just looks so grumpy, like... (laughs) And he's literally wearing the
1: gauntlet, guys. He's got all that strength, and he just yeets his face at her. And she's like, what are you... Stop it. I'm bored. So that was dope. That tickled. And then just him ripping off the Power Stone is the only way he's going to get her, if he can punch Mm -hmm. her with just the Power Stone. Well, again, she's multitasking. These women are great multitaskers. My all-time favorite moment of the movie, though, is a nice parallel to... um, in Infinity War, it is Proxima Midnight, about to take out, um, I think it's Wanda, it's and then Wanda, Scarlett yeah. Johansson, uh, so she's like, oh, you're all alone, and Scarlet Johansson, Black Widow, comes in and says she's not alone. Then Okoye is there, and they all fight, and then we got that nice parallel of every woman from the MCU, yeah. all of
0: them assembling, and Okoye saying, she'll have help, is yeah. so sick. Yes. I really like just because she's one of the last people to come in as the women is the wasp. Mm-hmm. her little uh, idiosyncrasies were really fun in this movie. Her little like kind of waspy twitches. I her just waspy twitches. Love them. Her
1: smile. I love that also the first time we see her. You can immediately see she's looking for Scott. Yeah. She starts moving her head really fast. With her fast, waspy twitches. With her waspy twitches. And I was like, you're looking for your boy. Yeah. And that's just really sweet. And yeah, Pepper coming in at that. Yeah. Those are my
0: favorite moments. Really cool. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk emotional moments next? Yeah, let's do emotional moments. Yeah. Uh, I'll start because on my third watch... I think it affected me the most and I won't say that this is the most emotional moment for me because it doesn't make me cry or anything like that. I just think it's beautiful is when we get this hilarious scene of seeing fat Thor and it's like a big old joke, even though the underlying layers of it are in PTSD when Hulk says, you know, we need you to come with us to stop Thanos and Thor grabs him and says, don't you say that name? And he's yeah. just so, he's like a little boy in that moment. And just, like, he just says it so sad and so, like, almost begging him. Like, you can't say that. That was the biggest failure of my life. Like, he feels so empty. For, he he got to kill him, and it didn't satisfy him how he thought it would. That, that line I like even more of why would I be scared of that guy? I'm the
1: one who killed that guy. Yeah. Anyone else kill that guy? And you can tell it brought him no joy. Yeah. And it was the worst thing he'd ever done. And he's trying to yeah. trick
0: himself into thinking that that makes him feel good, and it yeah. doesn't. And, and it's like, you know, obviously they have right after he says, like, we don't say that name. And then Korg's like, oh I God, like, we don't say that around here. Obviously that's, Humorous, but it's like it's still a very sad moment. It
1: still didn't even come off that humorous. Like, yeah, it's Taiko Atiti's voice, but yeah. you know, like, it's just a friend stepping in to be like, See? Yeah, like,
2: yeah. actually, no, I yeah. found that the first time we saw it, it was funnier, and then this last it's time I was like, funny. It's not funny. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it's like, Hey, dude, uh, you don't know what he's been going through, please don't say that name around yeah. here. In here, mm-hmm. we
1: talk about the Wi Fi and <laughs> yeah. the pizza we party
0: talk that about we have, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and he's Ugh. like,
1: and then he says, I know that guy. So scares you and oh, that's when Thor
0: says that it's just would so scare sweet yeah. yeah that's that's the next part is when Thor says that yeah mm-hmm. why would you scare me I killed that guy and it's and just, it's
1: clear he's devastated he's over devastated.
0: it he's <laughs> devastated because
1: even even in the exact moment of Thor flying off the handle in a rage and chopping Thanos' head off he was not happy he was not
0: nobody he, in the
2: room was happy nobody in the
1: room was happy everyone I, I also love like this is a tiny tangent but boy did they develop Rocket Raccoon. Yes, he is yeah. so much more emotional now that his whole family Ugh. is dead. He he doesn't know what to do. They show these These wonderful shots of him, where he really does look more animalistic, of his big eyes shining through, and he looks upset and sad and like a little puppy. When he holds Nebula's hand after she comes back, when he's when he's like crying with Groot because they're about to die. When him and Rhodey are about to drown,
2: he -hmm. looks so and he's like, I can't breathe. Yeah, he's crying.
1: He's crying. He's also really not. He's not sassy in this one. He says, like, one sassy line to yeah. Thor, and then, like, every other time And he's that's because they're, to, buddies. It's they're buddies. It's because they're buddies, but even beyond that, he's really just trying to build Thor up when they're on Asgard. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I really enjoyed what they did with Rocket Raccoon. I re- yeah. <sighs> Guardians 2 Rocket Raccoon was so annoying, cackling yeah. at everything he said himself and just being, you know, his dickish self. But mm-hmm. this time around, really, really devastatingly sad what yeah. they did with him.
2: I think it really highlighted the fact that he covers with humor. You oh, know? Yeah. yeah. It was a lot darker, and it's like, you're just saying that to try and make yourself feel better, but yeah. it's really colored in a lot of, you know, darkness and, like, mm-hmm. you know, all the jokes that we got at the beginning.
0: And that's why you... You really have to stick around for these movies to appreciate them. Because if you don't, at surface level, they're not going to look as intricate and deep as they really are.
1: Yeah, the amount of people hating on it for like, oh, There's another Marvel so, movie. It's ugh. like,
0: if you maybe came along for the journey. <laughs> There's so much art in them and so much meticulous like backstory work and just things that they've been planting in our heads since the beginning so that mm-hmm. it can pay off now. It's crazy. Continue with emotional moments, comedian cheers. Sure, Yet, did you?
2: My favorite emotional moment. Yeah. Cheeseburgers. Oh, really? Oh. That's your
1: favorite emotional moment. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's I,
2: a good one. I love Spider Man and when you know he's crying and you know that gets me. But like, the I didn't expect to start crying at the part. Little girl yeah, goes, you know, I want some cheeseburgers, and um, Happy goes. You know, I'll get you as many, your dad liked cheeseburgers, I'll get you as many cheeseburgers as you want. I was just like, (laughs) like, it's so horrible because it's like, that's a tiny little girl Mm -hmm. and the only thing she's going to have really to remember her dad by are the people around her, you know, who knew him and, you know, what they tell her and uh, that's just like such a tiny detail about him and it's a callback to the first Mm -hmm. Iron Man movie i I just you know, I don't know, he really and got me
0: to be you know arguably one of the closest adults to Iron Man like yes, cap is, he is, and you know that as sad as you are, somebody has to be there for this little girl and kind of be a father figure, and so in that moment it's kind of like obviously it's not a replacement dad or anything like that, but he said it hits him offering a fatherly gesture to her of yeah. let's go do something you want to do yeah. and that's what she wants to do and, it's...
1: and also just how sad it is though of what Kimmy said of that being it's only what other people are going to feed her Yeah, it makes me think of the new trailer for Spider-Man where there are murals of Tony Stark all over the world mm. and like Morgan didn't get to know him more than a couple years yeah. and meanwhile he's this literal savior of the universe yeah. of bringing back everybody who was lost and losing his own life in there, and Morgan is going to have to to live, like,
0: underneath that her whole life. And you know what? This is, I mean, this is a bummer because it's drawing to real life, but I remember that when Robin Williams died, his daughter made some statement about, you know, as sad as I am and as hard as this is I know that I have to share you him you have to share him with like me, the I entire that. world is mourning him and I can't pretend like it's just me even though she's his daughter it's yeah. like I just that's who he is I have to share this which with is what the world. Pepper's
1: gonna have to deal with yeah. exactly, exactly. and Morgan, Morgan
0: yeah Peter yeah mm-hmm. it's it is really sad that
1: Peter gets that moment of this feels nice hugging him oh and it's like this poor kid just can't have a father figure, like we take away oh. Uncle Ben from him. Ugh. uh happy kind of wanted nothing to do with him when he was put in his charge, yeah. and then he's got Mr. Stark, and just he lost him so fast, and that's just devastating, and yeah, so. yeah,
2: and to wrap up that that emotional moment, I just John Favreau's performance in that moment this past this past third time. I was trying to really pay attention to the moment because I was like, this is the moment that always makes me cry. Like, what is it about this part that makes me cry? And all of that stuff, sure, of course, that's is part of it. But John Favreau's performance is so good. His, like, mouth twitches a tiny bit at the thought of the uh, memory oh. of him. And I was like, damn, that's detail, man. And it just, it yeah, that's... It's so wonderful. It's the detail.
1: Which, because I'm sure if you're listening to this episode, you remember, but in Iron Man 1, as soon as Happy picks up Tony after being held prisoner yeah. for months, he says, Cheeseburger. And he's like, I want an American cheeseburger right now. And they're like, well, we need to take you to the hospital. Right. And he's like, Cheeseburger! They're <laughs> like, are you sure? Like, you're going through a lot of trouble right now, bud. <laughs> and you
2: just get to watch him eat, like, tons of cheeseburgers. Yeah. It's really
1: sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: There's a bunch of more emotional moments in it, but like that, that yeah. that's just such a good one. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm ready to share mine. Kay. I just wanna, I wanna tell everyone the exact song title. So I'm looking at the, the, mm. the yeah. So I wanna see if this is it. Uh, the song "Totally Fine" from the the soundtrack, uh, the score by Alan Silvestri. It's got these just very simple ethereal notes that play for a very brief moment when Tony has recorded his last message to Pepper while still in space after losing to Thanos, Mm -hmm. and it's when he's going to sleep and we assume he's going to die... Um, and Nebula picks him up and puts him in the chair, and he's running out of oxygen, he looks emaciated, he hasn't eaten, he's he's gonna die, mm-hmm. and then Captain Marvel shows up. And I love that they didn't make a big deal of her showing up. It wasn't this swell of music. Yeah, It was a quiet moment of just her being this shining light in front of Tony that, like, is it would exa- be exactly how he would experience it. Yeah. He's delirious, he sees this... Woman glowing in space. Yeah. The next thing he knows, he's back on Earth, and he gets to see Pepper and Alan Silvestri repeated the same uh, the same song when it's um, Tony's funeral, and it's Pepper carrying out the wreath that says "Proof that Tony Stark mm-hmm. has a heart" when they set it out on their lake outside their house. And <laughs> I'm <laughs> crying right now <laughs> yeah, because that's hugely powerful. Because again, it's a wonderful callback yeah. to. To Tony in Iron Man one, of this is proof that I had a heart, and yeah. it's it's you know it's because he had to have that thing that he had to build the and arc reactor to protect the shrapnel uh-huh. in his chest, and now
0: she gets to and it shows away. it shows how long their relationship has been because she yeah. made that as a gift for him, so it's and like, she pulled all that stuff out of his chest yeah. when he was
1: injured, and it's just. Uh.
2: All right, well, you just made me cry.
1: <laughs> it's a very powerful moment. I can feel the tears, like, welling in my my forehead right now. <laughs> it's that pressure of just, like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, because I felt like that was just such a beautiful way to start the funeral. And then we have this... Horrible moment of seeing everyone from all the movie. That's devastating. Everyone see at Tony's everyone funeral.
0: Singularly. You yes, see, we every see them in their, their moments, their at a little time. families,
1: and also just like another sad thing from that. You know, because we go through Tony's family, we go through Peter's family, uh, we go through Hawkeye's family, and then I get really, really sad thinking about. There's this trio of people who don't have a family. That are there, and it's just so sad because I feel Scarlet like Scarlet and Bucky. It's, it's who else was with them? It's Scarlet Witch, Bucky, and uh, Sam. Oh, it was Sam. And you know, it's just that's just really sad to see like the three of them kind of congregating together because like one, why doesn't no, Sam have a family? I, I'm sure he does, but they never talk about it, and okay. we never really know who he hangs out with. I think mm-hmm. he got kind of put there. Um, and maybe Bucky should have been with Steve, but, but Scarlet is definitely kind of like, like Nat should have been standing there next to them too. i kind of like, we're the ones that came from these, these awful backgrounds and we don't have anyone from our family still living with us or we've had these traumatic experiences. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. Natasha was an experiment. Wanda was an experiment. Bucky was an experiment. So maybe Sam doesn't totally fit there, but, but I did get really sad looking at them because it's yeah. just like, yeah, everybody else has like a, a family, like they have someone and it's just, I'm going to cry guys. like <laughs> Oh, it hurts to talk about it. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's my favorite emotional moment in the movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Let's talk first about development slash callbacks. Okay. And then let's talk about, yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. Third watch things. And then I would like to end with third watch things, so let's talk about what we didn't like in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, development or callbacks to the other 21 Marvel mm-hmm. movies, uh, mm-hmm. what your favorite thing to see people go through, or maybe what character you, you appreciated the most this time yeah. around, or just any of those fun moments. Yeah. So- i.e., I could do this all day. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, just, yeah, just yeah, these, yeah. things
0: like that. What, what what stood out to you that you really enjoyed about that? I mean, I think everybody in the universe who saw this movie can agree that Hulk being like,
2: more stairs is <laughs> <It's> so funny. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. Oh, you, you know, know what? what? Oh, I'm sorry. There you go. I was talking to Courtney about this earlier that their writing team is phenomenal and they've kind of developed this formula going through all these movies, but like developing a joke into like a major plot point. So yeah, it's the like stairs. specifically <laughs> the stairs part. The it's stairs. Like they make this really, you know, off the cuff joke about Hulk not being able to go in the elevator. Uh-huh. He has to take the stairs. They do another joke of him in the stairwell yeah. and then it's him busting out yeah. and knocking Tony over and losing the Tesseract. Yeah. And it's like, how did we how would we have seen that ba- coming? Coming, yeah. it's like yeah. a major From turning 2012.
0: point. 2012, yeah,
2: And even if that didn't happen,
0: we would have still loved the stairs bit. You know, mm-hmm. it's not like yeah. it would have felt like that was weird. It was totally. Fit. And then to have it pay off, you're just yeah. like, oh, okay, fine. Like, yeah. I guess every moment matters. Every you moment matters. Girl. <laughs> yeah, um, but I was gonna say, yeah, going off that, but I just love when Hulk sees his former self, and he's like. Uh, rah, rah, like like, like punches. The taxi. Hiding his face
1: in shame first, <laughs> yeah. and then,
0: yeah, his very weak. Uh,
1: uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, so Those are really good.
0: Um, but I just want to say that I have never had an affinity for Hawkeye, and boy, do okay, I! Okay, I'm so him. glad <laughs> you're talking about it because
2: that was gonna be my favorite development. Yeah, Everyone just because.
0: Liked- I mean, I think it's hard to pick because every character has had so much. I love everyone 20 times more than I did at the beginning because mm-hmm. I've seen them through so much yeah. like especially with us watching them from the beginning even Thor who's my favorite when we watched Thor 1 I was like he's a whiny little bitch mm-hmm. and yeah so that's why I, I wanted to pick Hawkeye because this is this is <laughs> the final and first film where I was like, man, you are super interesting to me and I would watch you in a bunch more scenes. Yeah. Part of me
1: feels like it's just because they finally gave him the time of day. Well, he, he got to be up. the start yeah. of the movie. That yeah. was awesome because during Infinity War, I was like, he's not around for a reason. It's because him and Scott Lang are gonna be so important in the next one. Mm-hmm. Because and I really thought Scott was gonna lose his daughter as well. Oh yeah. But to give us that that buildup of Hawkeye wasn't there because he was spending time with his family. Yeah. Guess what? His whole family died in the snap. His whole that is family. Horrific. Yeah. And so finally, we're getting something more than just oh, oopsie doopsie. Hawkeye was, you know, mind controlled by Loki in your first movie with and gone him. for the
0: whole movie. Gone for
1: the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then beyond that, oh, Loki has a wife that
0: you're supposed to care about right. with
1: a family in Age of Ultron. And then and Infinity everyone thought War. he
0: was going to die in Age of Ultron because they showed his family. right? right? Yeah. And then
1: in Infinity War, they were like, you don't even yeah. <laughs> yeah, So I, I really enjoy Hawkeye, yeah, especially, mostly because I love Jeremy Renner, and mm-hmm. so yeah. this time around I was like, thank you, you deserve this. He and turned
2: into like a ruthless killer, and like, yeah. I'm guilty of this, and I think a lot of people are, of, you know... Being a
1: ruthless killer? No, no, no.
2: <laughs> Being like, it's so hard why, do to why, why do we need Hawkeye? Why do we need him? He's not... He doesn't have superpowers, all he's got is a bow and arrow, he's like the lame, regular human, we don't need him, and... He's just such an integral part of this film. Mm -hmm. And I really care about him and I really care about his relationship with Natasha. Totally. And um, Which is my answer
0: to this. Oh yeah. Big Natasha.
2: Big
1: time. Because I I wanna like can you finish your thought first? Oh
2: that was pretty much it. Like I just it's I'm like, wow, why didn't I like him the entire (laughs) time? Mm
0: -hmm. You
2: know, I feel really bad.
0: (laughs) And I, I always liked Black Widow more than I liked. Him, but I think in this movie, when we see them on Vormir, I felt like my at this point my love for them had gotten so much deeper than it had ever been before. Here's I really me. felt. For How do the they of them. do
1: that? It's amazing. They finally gave them the time of day, <laughs> um, because also with Natasha, like I I lo- I used to love Black Widow because she's our one girl yeah. Avenger, she's our one female Avenger, but then also it doesn't make sense to have these two normal humans. Like Tony's at least yeah. uh, wearing this insane outfit mm-hmm. suit he's that also is going to be a super so much. genius. He's a super yeah. genius and he's developing this tech Hulk obviously gamma Thor space magic. Yeah. But then you know we've got well, cap <laughs> needles. <laughs> <laughs> then we
0: <we've, laughs> The abs machine. Yeah,
1: we've got uh Natasha and it's just I remember people making fun of it online when uh, the trailer for Endgame came out and it's her oh, she was shooting. practicing shooting a gun at targets, and it's like, maybe you should sit this one out. Like <laughs> I'm glad that was not
0: in the movie. I would have been annoyed.
1: Yeah, it's like, I, like, I'm sorry that the whole world was evaporated, yeah. but how is you shooting a gun going to fix Going to kill it? Thanos. <laughs> um, and so just the fact that her and Hawkeye, who arguably are the least powerful yeah. because they're just, just human, they, yes, they have been trained in these super waves. They still had that opportunity to be the biggest sacrifice, yeah. or the biggest catalyst, or the biggest help for, for defeating Thanos. Because, you know, without them going to Vormir, without um, everything that Hawkeye had been through, without everything that Natasha had been through, and I, I know that there's a lot of people upset that she died of yeah. just... You know, she kind of got, like I said, I don't like Joss Whedon's take on her in Age of Ultron of like, I'm a monster, I can't get pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Like, I'll never have babies, so that that's it for me, oh.
0: It's just My <laughs> like, one purpose in life. It's like, what?!
1: Um, and so I don't feel like she, she killed herself on Vormir because she couldn't fulfill motherhood. Are some people saying that? No. No. Oh, okay. I'm saying like some people are like, well first we do this to her in Age of Ultron. Then it's like, oh, I guess she's oh, worth I just see. dying and killing off. I don't feel that way it's anymore It's because she wants to
0: feel like she cleaned her slate.
1: And, and another thing of one of my favorite emotional moments and just the character development of her- I cannot get over that scene of her eating a peanut butter sandwich oh, mm-hmm. and the tears welling up in her eyes when her longest friend, mm-hmm. Hawkeye, is, is off the map. He's he's turned into this horrible vigilante that's just ruthless yeah. and she misses him so much and she can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. She can't help him. He's the only person like her. She, he's the only person like her and she really just, she, she has no concept of reality at this point anymore because of everything she's dealt with and like, you know... Her talking to her team of Hologram Avengers and saying, like, you know, Okoye's like, there's an earthquake under the water. She's like, how are we handling it? She's like, Natasha? Yeah. It's
0: an earthquake. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, dear, but you can't. It'd be expected to fix everything. Oh, and I'll just, just go
0: swim down there and patch it right up. It's just
1: so sad because she knows she can't fix it, but yeah. she's trying so hard to. And just that development of Natasha, you know, she, she got overused too many times as like, I'm the flirty Avenger. Right? I'll
0: scissor everyone's face. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. <laughs> that's really what she does.
1: That's how she gets people. <laughs> she just wraps her legs around them. They
0: definitely started uh, having her scissor people less in the later movies. They definitely <laughs> did. <laughs> they were like, that's not an effective form of fighting. In Infinity
1: War, they let her fight A bunch of women (laughs) where she's not you know wrapping her thighs around their face (laughs) and then this time around I just got so sad watching Natasha and it made her death all the more powerful where maybe it didn't feel earned or necessary I don't know like you know some people are not happy with it but it's definitely upsetting like I'm very much affected by it and that's horrible um but that that is also like Even if she didn't deserve to die, like, based upon the past 20 movies she was in, in this time around, it's what she needed to feel peace. Yeah. It's, it's what she needed, and so that's just, it's really sad, but I, I, I adored that development, and her relationship with Hawkeye, and everything that she, oh god, her saying, see you in a minute, like, god, Okay, uh, so the last thing you guys want to talk about is, or second to last thing you want mm-hmm. to talk about is what didn't you like, and then we'll, we're going to end on something else.
2: Yeah. So yeah, or are there things you didn't like? Yeah. Yeah, there are some things that I didn't like about it. One of them being, and I, I feel like I'm going to get a lot of pushback from this, particularly from Kayleen, but oh. there's, there's some things about Thor's PTSD and just how it was portrayed on film that I don't appreciate. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) um, I thought that they kind of gimmicked his panic attack on Asgard. It was, you know, part of comedy, and then he gets slapped back into it by Rocket, I mean, if you're gonna go for, like, you know, representing PTSD and anxiety, I think that they did it really well in New Asgard, you know, when, you know, for the part Mm. that you talked about. When he's chubby. But I thought, I thought it was gimmicky and comedic, and I don't appreciate that. I thought they should have, I, we don't have to say it's a panic attack, I thought that his, you know... Portrayal was doing just fine, but to see, I think I'm having a panic attack is like, and then to be slapped in the face. <laughs> yeah, it's like, look, you know, we're we're having a dialogue about people with anxiety, and I'm just like, just show it. Here's the thing, though, I don't think Thor
0: as a character suffers from anything except for PTSD. So I think him saying something like that is him just he's freaking out, and I think him saying, I have I'm having a panic attack, is him. Experiencing something new that he hasn't. I don't think he's legitimately having a panic attack. So when he gets slapped out of it, I'm like, yeah, I think that you're freaking out. And you're like, see, you're in, you just saw your mom who's supposed to be dead. Like, yeah, that's gonna freak you out. I don't think that it's, I think that it's meant to be comical,
2: but I also don't think that it's like, I just would have liked it better without commentating on it. I think, I just, I think that that's a huge, like, trope and gimmick with a lot of movies nowadays is someone saying, oh, I think I'm having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. And there are some, like, panic attacks that we've seen on film. Like, I I feel like we've talked about this a lot lately, but Sorry for Your Loss, where Elizabeth Mm -hmm. Olsen, she has a panic attack, and it's very, it's horrible, and we know what's happening, and it's very visceral, and it's it's devastating, and it's taken care of in that way. I will just say, I think... I think
1: that the industry and that movies and television have a long way to go with talking about mental illness. They just, in, in a lot of ways, they just do. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times it's going to come across gimmicky in and, and this way. It is a Disney movie and yeah. it is a family mm-hmm. film. Of, it, I think what I can appreciate about this one is what I wanted to talk about in terms of theme and with Thor's PTSD is that A huge thing that I think is really powerful for people to actually watch does take place on Asgard after he's had this experience of even if you're depressed, which Thor is hugely Mm -hmm. depressed, and even if you might think you're at your worst state possible, you are still a good person and you're still worthy. And so that moment of him still getting to reach out his hand and accept his hammer in this worst possible state he's ever been, I think that speaks more volumes than... Then, have yeah, the gimmicky moment of just, like, snap out of it, man! Yeah. yeah.
0: Man up! Well, but yeah, you know I... what I will say about that scene is I think it's a pretty good representation of when people are like, you just need to get up and go to the gym, feel better, because Thor goes, you're right, and then walks the other way, because he wasn't ready. A slap didn't actually fix him. It didn't, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's true. And also just... I mean there's this this movie is so layered in terms of what these characters are going through. I think they did their best of like, we're gonna touch this for a second, yeah. but we don't have time to spend. On it the whole time. Sometimes it is it is too comical and it's upsetting, you know, yeah. just how
2: and I'm not how saying... broken
1: he is, but it's for the sake of like, he's fat now, get it? Yeah. yeah. That is
2: sad. Yeah. I'm not saying don't have it in there. I'm saying do it more tastefully and more with some more realism, I think.
1: Yeah. I would agree about just that moment with him in Raccoon, but I do think... I, I, I really enjoy how they touched on his depression of, of still feeling
2: worthy and still oh, yeah. feeling like he Absolutely. can do Absolutely, I'm not disputing that at all. Mm. Um, another thing that I didn't like is the complete dismissal of um Bucky. And I, I said that one of my favorite moments is the passing of the S.H.I.E.L.D. to Sam. I love that. I love that he's going to be the new Captain America. But, like, what about... What about... <laughs> Cap and Bucky's relationship. Like, I, why can't Bucky say goodbye to Cap? I don't understand why that was left out and why Bucky was so underutilized in this film. I think
1: they said goodbye when he was about to get on the portal. People might argue with me, but seeing it this fourth time, I hugely thought as soon as Hulk was saying... Where is he? He's not coming back. Bucky had a slight smile, and he turned. And I feel like they had to have this conversation of... Because there's two Captain Americas now. Two people have lived in this timeline. Mm -hmm. Steve is still going to be uncovered in the ice in 2012. And now Steve in 2019 is going to go back and live with Peggy. I think that him and Bucky must have had this conversation, and Bucky's happy for his friend. And I think they must have maybe fans are going to be upset that we didn't get to see
0: that on screen, but Mm -hmm. I kind of don't want to see it on screen, because then it
1: spoils the ending of him going back.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I don't even know necessarily if they do have a conversation, but I do know that he knows Bucky a lot better than he knows Sam. I think they're a lot closer, and I think Bucky just knows, okay, he didn't come back in the five seconds. I had a feeling he'd stay with that, Peggy. Of course, yeah, whereas Sam is...
1: And Sam also only knows him as this guy with a cause. He knows him Mm -hmm. as an Avenger, and Sam is an Avenger. And Bucky feels, again, like one of those people like Clint or Natasha who have been through so much and done so much damage that they kind of feel lost. And, like, they're not worthy of being an Avenger at some times, or, like, they can't pull through and do it. And so I don't think Bucky would have wanted to become the next Cap. Um, So Sam, you know, being the the hero that he is, maybe wanted it. Yeah. Um, or, or he thought you deserve this. You should go and do that.
0: That that was one of those moments I to think, me. I think Bucky's probably done fighting. I think he's like, please, no more. Can guys. I go back to Wakanda? <laughs> yeah. I I did feel that one was one of those moments where it was they chose character service over fan service because I think a lot of people obviously Bucky is the one we want. That would have been such an awesome moment to see, but mm-hmm. I definitely don't think he wanted it.
1: I I do think we we deserved more of a moment with him and Bucky by the end of it. Like, Bucky,
0: I think that was Bucky's only line in the film, is when he's, Mm -hmm. like, saying his goodbyes to Steve. It was, Mm -hmm. like, ten words, if that. For me, I just think there are some moments where it's clear that you're giving me exposition, like that scene with Captain Marvel and and Rhodey, where he's like, where have you been all this time? He Mm. me, he me, he me. And she's like... I have other planets to take care of. I'm like, I I know you guys put that in there because you don't want fans to bother you, but like, I didn't need that. Same with when they're all on the the holograms and she has the haircut and Rocket's like, what, you're just gonna go off and leave us here? And she's like, yeah, I have all these planets. And I'm like, it's pretty much the same moment, but later they're like, we gotta tell the fans where Captain Marvel went. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I get it.
2: All right, this next part, don't get mad. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, again, I love this movie. All the parts that I'm talking about that I have gripes with are very minuscule and really don't override my love for these moments. Mm -hmm. But the all-women moment that you talked about, Courtney, Mm -hmm. I think it's great. I'm so glad it's in the movie. Kind of pissed that that's what we get, though, Mm -hmm. in terms of showing women on film and... uh, that they
0: know that we were like, give us some women, and they're like, you get this one part. I
2: thought it was kind of like served on a platter, like, here you go. Not to say that I don't like it. I love it. I love seeing them all together because how many times have we seen a group of, like, the men superheroes all together? Mm -hmm. I get it. But I kind of want more, and maybe in movies past, prior to this, more individualized moments of these women superheroes and not just all lumped together in you know the
0: I'm hoping that now that we've had stuff like this it'll just be the norm you know that yeah, they'll sure start, will they'll start to make it more of just everyday life in the Marvel universe mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah and we do get a little bit with Scarlet Witch she's been around for a little bit longer right. but like I kind of like really wanted more Wasp more Apoya I wanted some I wanted more Captain Marvel, to be honest. I wanted more Valkyrie. Yeah, I want more, more of all of them, really. Um, and um, it, it feels like, oh yeah, go be satisfied with that, and I'm really not. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know? I disagree, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, just because
1: I am satisfied with how much we've gotten in, in recent times. Like I said, Infinity War, Wanda is the strongest Avenger, and we get that whole moment of her there. We We've got these moments of other women fighting Thanos. I thought I thought they used Captain Marvel the right amount because she is the strongest avenger. It kind of would have just been like it's a, hard when you write a character like When you like write that. a character yeah. that strong who can do that much um and like yes, Valkyrie is not the focus of this movie, but that girl came in and destroyed it in Thor Ragnarok. Mm-hmm. Like we've They've definitely been stepping it up, Um, so that moment, I get that it was full fan service, and I was very pleased with it. It it really excited me to get to see all of them at once together, because we have been dealing with it where we have these fantastic group shots that are constantly all the men plus Scarlett Johansson, and that's the only thing we get, so to give us all of them at once. I thought it was
2: beautiful and perfect
1: because yeah, that's it I'm was not saying that also, I yeah.
2: didn't love it. That's what I'm saying. I would not have wanted the movie without that moment. I just kind of want more. I think it's yeah. a little too little, too late. I think a lot of, think of these movies uh,
0: very um if they do pass, they very skimly pass the Bechtel test because yes. it's like women will be talking to each other, but it's in a room full of men where they're all talking to each other. You know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> like they, I think that they, there's a lot of women representation now, but it's like when you see that group of women together, the reason that it's so cool is it's because none of them really have relationships with each other. The women have relationships with the men, like friendships with the men, but it's like we we need some more, like, female camaraderie and female friendships in these movies mm-hmm. than we have right now. Yeah. Which I think is why it looks cool to see them together, because we're like, wow, we've never seen them interact <laughs> like this before.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that those were all my major gripes. What about you guys? My gripes are usually
0: with, like I said, just when I can tell that it's dialogue, I get pulled out of it and it bugs me. Mm. As far as all the you know, all the moments that they served me. I feel like they all worked for me. I'm trying to think of ones I don't like. Oh, I will say, now that Courtney and I are re-watching these movies, uh, we noticed that the timeline for Peggy does not add up. <laughs> she should be 50 or 60 when we see her in the 70s. And she has maybe like a strand of gray that they put in her hair. I mean, Maybe. that's the that's same true? thing with, yeah. Because they're we in the really 40s Captain America, and she's in her she's 20s or 30s. 30 or 20, yeah. She's at least 20, meaning this is 30 years later, meaning she needs to be at least 50. Oh, But it's
1: the same <laughs> thing with, with Howard Stark. For him to be born in 1917, yeah. and then in 1970 to be like, my first kid's on his way, yeah. my <laughs> yeah. wife's pregnant at home, and it's yeah. like, oh, is she? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, because they never made it clear in, in the flashbacks of Tony's parents that there's a huge age gap. And I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, so these two fifty 50-year-olds are having their first kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean, their only kid, but Lightning, you're telling me that this yeah, is that, normal. Timeline, that timeline is really, really wonky. Especially if Tony, like being devastated that his parents were killed. Like, yeah, that's really awful to have your parents killed. But they were but it, he, it was also not the prime of their lives. Yeah. They were up there, like yeah. up to their 80s almost yeah. when <laughs> Bucky killed them. And he's yeah. like, you know, I'm 19. I'm a teenager. It's like, no, you're not. The timeline doesn't add up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh,
2: I had no idea. We didn't either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I wonder, they had to have talked about that in the writing room. Like, guys, maybe we'll just, like, hope that the audience forgets. <laughs> right? But no, Howard Stark's best friends
1: with Cap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crap. <laughs> and he's also, like, a... A, a biz whiz inventor, but really he's supposed to only be like 20 in the first Captain America because yeah. you can't make him any older than that. And it's like, how during the Great Depression did this 20 year old secure all this money yeah. and <laughs> ability? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. That's not even a gripe <laughs> for this movie, really, because it's just, it's, it's, it's just, most, fun it's, funny. Most of it's the just whole franchise. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Courtney,
1: oh, you, you don't have anything? Well, I've sprinkled in some things. I mean, I kind of don't have anything, um, It's because it's, it's not even a gripe of just, like, I, it's been a big debate in my head of, when I first saw this, I was like, I liked Infinity War more, and as I'm watching this one more, I'm like, no, I love this one, so I think my only thing is that just Infinity War, I loved it so much that it's hard to beat it, um, even though this was a perfect culmination of everything, I'm like, I still don't know if it, if it beats it out or not, and I don't think it needs to. Yeah. Um... I don't think it needs to, because I also, no. you know, like, I've loved these first two Star Wars that are in the the the, the current series that we're in, and so I'm kind of like, I don't even think I need Rise of Skywalker to beat them, mm-hmm. because I love Force Awakens, and I love The Last Jedi, and so I'm yeah. just kind of like, does everything need to top each other thing? So, so yeah. I don't have gripes with this one, and I don't have anything that I... I hate it, especially you're seeing it four times. There's no scenes for me that I am like, oh, i got to
2: get through this one. No, I'm never bored. You know? It's such a long movie, and I'm never... I'm never bored. You know, like, there's so many... It feels like there's way more than three acts. There's There's way more than three acts just with... Because if you try to break it into three
1: acts, it's... Beginning and everything's in shambles, middle, the time heist, and then the third act, but that third act might as well be six acts, uh, (laughs) the time heist might as well be four acts in these different different searches for the stones, and then in the beginning, it's, it takes a while, it it really does, because we're we're getting little sprinkles of, well, we have to hear Scott's story, we have to see Mm -hmm. what Tony's life is like, now we have to figure out why the Hulk looks like this. Yeah. Mm we have to see Natasha really going through it, and so it's 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 definitely not easy to break this one into three acts. No. I think the only reason we can say three acts is because there's a big battle, so that For feels sure, like yeah.
2: a third act yeah. battle. You know what else? I don't think that you have to decide which one you like better because they're very much sister films, and you can't yeah. have one without the other. You really, can't. technically, they
0: were even though they took out the colon that originally I think was going to be here.
2: This is Infinity War Part Two, yeah. yeah. So technically, this is one film. Yeah, and a giant film. I don't think that Endgame, it's like, it's not possible to have Endgame without Infinity War, but I don't right. think Endgame would have been as good if not for Infinity War. Yeah. You know? It they doesn't, like, make other. sense physically, but, yeah, you know, I, uh, yeah, I know what you're saying. There's the, just how much I is, to like, to wrap tied up, up,
1: to wrap up this phase and this generation, you needed to end it in the style of Harry Potter of it's a two-part ending. Yeah. Um... Where that one, we did not need that to be broken into two no. movies. Hunger Games, even less so. <laughs> Divergent, nice try, <laughs> uh, <he laughs> failed. Twilight didn't need it either. Yeah. Um, whereas this one, I I kind of am happy that they didn't call it Part One and Part Two I'm because glad because yes, you do need to watch them together and you do need to have. You you can't go into it because how would you even know the snap exists without it, you know? I was unfortunately talking to somebody who was like, Oh, I haven't seen, like, the last four. Should I go see it? And I was like, no. Absolutely not. (laughs) You're not going to know what's happening. Um, Especially because it it all hinges on people trying to reverse what had just happened. So, and I'm fine with that because the last one was so fulfilling. The degree Mm -hmm. to which they just kept topping themselves with each scene. And then in this one, we get the same thing. And so... Yeah, I mean, maybe that's my only complaint with this is that I, I'm getting pressured to to choose one over the other. <laughs> oh, from no one, literally from no one. Maybe from the internet. Maybe from what people are saying. Maybe from just discussion over it. Mm-hmm. Um, and people be like, "Well, which ones you like more?" I don't think you need to, yeah. um, because that's you know, like they say, need each other.
0: Both of these films yeah. need each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because
1: it, it it is. This has been long enough to be a TV show, mm-hmm. like a TV series. Yeah. 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 Yeah, pretty much is. And in that one, you appreciate the series as a whole. Yeah. Sometimes you have a favorite season or a favorite episode, but yeah. it's not like, this one is better because this happened. Yeah. Then again, I'm not a Game of Thrones fan, so maybe those people are, <laughs> are really struggling right yeah. now, because I know they're not happy. <laughs> um, yeah. So to wrap up this episode, we're just going to talk about final thoughts we want to share, mm-hmm. either from this most recent rewatch, any themes... Any other things just churning about in your yeah. mind because we have all now seen this collectively <laughs> ten mm-hmm. times. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, just, just your final thoughts. It can be mm-hmm. related to any of those things we've just discussed. What were you, you going to say?
2: Uh, I just thought that a wonderful theme of the movie was um, guilt, I mm-hmm. think.
1: S- Survivor's guilt specifically. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think Why that me? each character deals with it in their own way. And tries to repent, you know, for what they've done and um, grieving, you know, their losses. I mean, you know, grief is obviously, like, a very, you know, um, obvious theme, but particularly guilt, you know. I think a huge part that represents that is the whole um, Natasha and Klenon Wormier part. Yeah, both they of them, both
0: want to do it.
2: Yeah, they both, and they talk about it, like, these are all the things that I've done. Mm-hmm. I harbor all this guilt because of that. Let me do this yeah. to, you know, pay back for what yeah. I've done. And so that's, I think, the most, you know, potent representation of that mm-hmm. theme. And I think what's so crazy about that too is how confident they are.
0: I guess I guess this is a self-esteem issue. Like how mm-hmm. confident they are that the other person will agree with them. Mm-hmm. They both say... Yep, I guess we know who it is. Yep, I guess we do. And Which they're is like,
1: gross because that's like me looking at you, and being like so we both agree I'm the one who should
0: die right now. But <laughs> it's th- that's like how much they don't like themselves right now. Is that he? You yeah. know, both of them are thinking. Obviously, I'm the one who should die, and they think that other to person the point where you think your too. best friend
1: agrees with you. Yeah. like we shake yeah. on it, and I'm like, I know Kayleen thinks I deserve to die right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and so just the the weirdness of like I am beginning to think we're thinking of different people. Yeah. It's just, yeah, that's so terrible.
2: And then I guess most prominently, um, Tony, and I guess this, what I'm about to say goes into our, you know, lasting, uh, what we recognized about, you know, from having seen it multiple times Mm -hmm. is Tony's guilt, especially at that, you know, it's not the opening scene, but when he finally gets back to earth, he's so frail and angry at himself and everyone else. To Taking it out on Cap. I know. Ripping out his own
1: heart. And yeah. then
2: I think that you know people are gonna be like, "Oh, don't hit me!" Like I recognized that the first time, but um, when he tells Pepper, "I found out how to time travel." Don't talk about this part. I want
0: to talk about this part. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: so sorry. I think
0: I was the first one to discover it. That's why oh, I'm really very I about just it. discovered
2: uh-huh. it today. What are, I, are you guys we talking, talking about? about
0: it? The, the rest line.
2: Yeah. Yeah, uh, we talked, talked about this about a while this. ago. I don't remember.
0: On the second time, because I thought
2: of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. damn. I'd only recognized it this time. friendship. No, you did our not. Kayleen
1: fully <laughs> talked to us about this
0: in the car on the way home from seeing it the second time.
2: I know no, you guys. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, well, listeners... uh And Courtney has a a similar one that she mentioned earlier, but um, I think you mentioned yours earlier in the film. When we started watching, uh, sorry, Endgame for the second time, Courtney goes, oh,
1: Natasha. Yeah, she goes,
0: oh, you know what? Don't let me forget. You need to listen to what Natasha's last line is, or what her line is when they all go into the time heist. Everybody, because
1: the only person she's going to see after that is Rhodey. Is is Brody and Nebula, but then also Clint. And so her last line to everyone as a group. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so when she said that, I was like, oh, that's so exciting, which I think made me more alert. Mm -hmm. And so when Pepper and um, Tony are sitting on the couch and he's basically saying, do you want me to just throw this all away? He, He basically puts it in her hands. He says, I know we are so lucky with what we have. If you want me to not go and do this time heist, I won't, even though I figured it out. And then she says, but will you be able to rest? And I was just like, Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) she tells him later, like, you can rest now. Mm -hmm. And she says it so sincerely and with a smile on her face where it's not that she's heartbroken because Tony's been through enough. We don't need this, like and and her picking up Spider-Man and pulling him away like I know I know you you're going to miss him but I need to have this yeah. goodbye with him um, and she says it so sincerely like we are going to be okay you yeah. saved humanity I can't sit here
0: sobbing about how much I'm going to miss you I need yeah. to tell you to rest right now it's yeah, yeah. really beautiful like we we are going to be okay I'm setting you free like mm-hmm. you did what you've wanted to do, to do this whole time
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, that moment on the couch just really gets me now. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, um, she, when she says, "Will you be able to rest?" Because she yeah. she knows what kind of a guy he is. Just she knows it's for the betterment of the universe and for his soul that he needs to do it. Yeah,
2: she's a very selfless person. Yeah, and she, she's put up with him through so much. She's work. the MVP, you guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, she is because she's she the and one that rat. <laughs> that rat. Yeah, that rat saved the universe.
2: So at the part where. Natasha, you know, it's five years later and she's at headquarters, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did anybody else notice that there's a pair of ballet shoes on one of the chairs? No. She was a ballerina. That's what I thought. I couldn't quite remember, but I'm just wondered why they would have that in the scene. Maybe because she, she has nothing else to do down. now. make taking up dance. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that, though. She's back uh, at it. This is the only time I noticed huh. it, but I'm like, oh yeah, wasn't she like a ballerina or something? She was. Yeah. Maybe this brings her joy now. (laughs) (laughs) The only
1: thing. It's the only escape. Because I'm assuming either they're fighting ten times as much crime as before, or they're not, because there's just just the idea of... This movie gets harder and harder to wrap my head around each time they talk about what's going on in the world. Like, when they had that line this time, and I guess I paid attention to more of, like, uh, all of the world's governments have fallen. The one that haven't, uh, the ones that haven't, are trying to do a census. Thanos mm-hmm. did what he said he was going to do. Like, it just seems horrific because yeah. maybe humanity will come together and it will get better. Or
0: maybe it just seems like...
1: Ugh, an apocalypse. <laughs> it's an
0: apocalypse. Like, Why was Scott Lang Street like that? It's been five years and they haven't cleaned up. Probably because like, nobody wants a
1: job in maintenance anymore, but they, <laughs> they do have time to make like beautiful art installations and memorials <laughs> to people. <laughs> Which that bothers me. Mm-hmm. That that that's probably my biggest complaint about this movie is those art installations in San Francisco are completely unalphabetical.
0: How no. are you they supposed work. to find a single yes. name?
1: How did they work? Because when you're seeing like these shots, I see the name Langley. And then Scott is running
2: around to another yeah. one to find Lang, and it's like, nope, those two should be yeah, right next to each other. He on that panel, Scott Lang is not anywhere on the panel until the close up. <laughs> like he, he's looking at it, and he, when he looks at it from his eye line, it's straight in front of him. His name's not on the panel until he, they, they do the close-up of yeah, his yeah. name.
1: Which just... And then it, I'm assuming he suspects to see Cassie laying right that, next that, to yeah, it. Yeah. However, they're not alphabetical. Cassie could be, on, <laughs> could be on any of these other ones. So it's like...
0: They're like... The who point designed of, that? The point of this art installation is to look at every name. Yeah.
1: And not to see if
0: your loved one is yeah. missing. Um,
1: <laughs> when you return after five years in the quantum realm... So maybe they just weren't expecting that at that point.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I think we we've talked this one out enough. Um, because this is just a mini sode and it was yeah. just a nice wrap-up of our thoughts. We'll probably go the rest of our days talking about this movie. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about it until the day we do.
0: Pretty much. But those were our thoughts. It was an event. Like this is not this is an event that won't come around for a long time. It really, it really nothing like something like this might not happen again, like, in our lifetime.
2: Yeah, it's a huge Film feat.
0: Yeah. Definitely.
1: Thanks for listening. Um, You already know what our next episode is going to be. Check that out next week. (laughs) Later. Also, just tell us if you agreed or not. Or tell us only if you agreed on our thoughts. (laughs) We're not interested in fighting. Goodbye. Stop taking away our (laughs)